You're listening to the Sleuth Podcast. Real private investigators here to help you find the truth when you need to know. Sharing sometimes shocking, sometimes heartwarming, and sometimes hilarious stories from the field. They keep it real. Interviews with experts bring you insights on how people leverage PIs in their lives and in their businesses. Licensed by the North Carolina Department of Public Safety. Here's your hosts, Jamie and Lindsay. We are your favorite private investigators, and we are here to tell you the truth when you really need to know. Hey, we are still quarantined, but the podcast is still going, and we are still and, happy to be here. And completely forgot the intro almost for a second there. <laughs> <laughs> might, have to, might have to do that again. I'll warm up next time. <laughs> Hello, you lovely people out there in quarantine land. How is it going? I feel like I've forgotten a lot. Not just show intros, but like, I can't keep track. I have to, I've asked Alexa what day it is more times in the last couple of weeks. And it just makes me feel like I'm slipping mentally somehow. Like I can't remember what day it is. Well, we're turning into a blurb. It's just a blurb. Yeah. It's just all we do our thing. And we're just what is time? What is time? See, <laughs> that's, a, that's a real question. But I'm glad that we're trying to hang on to some level of normal and still doing the show. Yeah, have you guys gotten out? doing well, so that's really good. Yeah, it's exciting. Um, have you guys gotten out and been doing some PI work? Or I haven't done any PI work. I'm not gonna lie. I <laughs> that sucks to say that, but I have some surveillance tonight, and I think it's been three weeks, maybe four, since the last time I did any PI work at all, other than like making images online for marketing stuff. So I've been pretty bored. No. Yeah. Well, we've had a little bit going on, not a crazy amount of domestic, which we kind of talked about before a couple of weeks ago, just because people are still stuck at home. But it seems like we've got more custody things happening. So mom or dad making a decision halfway through this COVID that they're not going to take the kid back over to the other parent's house. And you can't really get into court to address these issues right now. So we're getting some of those calls, people trying to document what people are doing during the coronavirus and are they social distancing properly? Cause here's the thing, I guess you're going to go back and say my spouse or the other party, not the spouse anymore, but they are not protecting my kid by having them out without a mask or all these different people over. So we're getting a lot of research that's happening. That's so, got to be very yeah. difficult if you're separated or divorced and you just have a different level of how you want to handle the COVID thing. Like if one person's like, it's not that big of a deal, we're going to go on a walk. And then one parent's like, no, the CDC said you have to wear a mask if you go into a store. I could see that being a big parenting issue. Lately, I've been going into stores more often, just kind of gradually beginning a little more normal. And I still don't see any kids anywhere. And so that I saw one little girl today and she did have a mask on. She was probably like six. Of course, she was at Food Lion because that's my number one place to go. But um, (laughs) yes. (laughs) Shout out to Food Lion. (laughs) That's been like my main social interaction is the grocery store over these past like eight weeks. It is very exciting. And we stopped letting the girls go out for groceries like a a week ago. And you could tell they're super bummed about it because it's like, oh, you probably don't need to go. But they just really want to be somewhere that's not in the house. And I totally empathize with them. Things will be back to semi-semi-normal soon-ish, I hope. I don't know. 
Just as of today, they said they're moving our stay-at-home order back to May the 8th. So it looks like we're definitely in for a couple more weeks until they figure out what they're going to do. So I, I watched the, the governor's rollout oh. thing, and it was, if we do like these five things right, then on the 8th, we might be able to get some kind of let back into Oh, is that what it is? I really have stuff. not caught up. Yeah, so it's best case scenario, it's like four weeks at least. Well, I, I've prepared for football season, so that's <laughs> kind of where I'm at. Is football season is when things will be back to normal. People will be going places. The restaurants will be back open. So I'm all right. I'm really just kind of living a little weird bubble. But Lindsay. What? Oh, you can't see my face. Sorry. I thought the, <laughs> I thought the listeners could see my face. They can't see me. I'm, I'm looking at me, so I'm like, then people should be able to see us. No. But Lindsay had a birthday two days ago. Yay. Oh, yeah. I already forgot. <laughs> it was going to be such a cool theme. Did you get to do any of it? No. I'll know that I was planning that cool funeral party for turning 30. I was going to mourn my 20s and dress in all black, and we were going to go to the bar, and there was going to be tombstones and, and flowers and coffins. It was going to be so fun, and I had to cancel it. So... <laughs> I cried. I cried like all day the day that I canceled it. I was so sad. Um, Did you cry? I cried a lot. That was my party. I was going to have so much fun. So I struggled with that a little bit. Plus now I'm 30. So midlife crisis. I'll be okay. Old sitting at home. I know. So, but (laughs) I know. (laughs) So pathetic. So pathetic. So I'm very thankful for my husband. He did everything he could the day of my birthday. He watched our child all day and I got to go to Lowe's. And I accepted my old old lady status and I shopped for plants. And <laughs> so plan B for my party is when life gets back to normal and we can have groups of more than 10, I'd like to make use of all the work I've been doing outside in the yard and stuff. So my birthday present was a patio. So I've got a whole bunch of paver stones out there and I'm making a little patio so that we can have the grill and we can have friends over and I'm going to get the garage ready and we're going to have an end of quarantine death of 20 death of quarantine party i'll think of a cool theme i don't know it's gonna be great so i'm holding out for that i think that's a okay, question i think everybody's I'm gonna sorry. be throwing some kind of end of virus party and i'm looking forward to them all it's gonna be great <laughs> i'm going to all of them so wait you just i have a question you just bought the stones and you're gonna lay the stones I don't own my house. I rent. So I can't do anything like majorly permanent. I mean, I could, but I'd be throwing my own money away and I'm super poor because I haven't been working. So I bought 60 paper stones and I've got like just about 70 square feet that I'm going to add to. There's like a half patio now. I'm going to make it much bigger. I need all my friends to fit on it. Some of them. I just want friends to come to my house. So that's sad about the pinata that we don't get to hit down. I was excited to do the pinata. All right. So you were talking about even though we are quarantined at home, the sleuth has been doing well. The sleuth is doing good. I'm very grateful for that. And honestly, I'm shocked. So I don't remember what episode it was, guys, but I think we all kind of predicted what happens when people stop driving to work every day. Are they going to stop listening to us? Are they going to forget about us? Does anybody care? Don't forget about us. I kind of didn't look at the analytics for a little bit. And I was on there yesterday to get ready for the show. And we have worldwide listeners and they haven't been letting us down. So I'm 
That's so cool. Thank you to everybody around the world that's listening. I mean, there's this little map that you can hover your mouse over and see where all your listeners are. We've got people in Canada, in Mexico, and I kind of figured that would probably happen, right? But the UK, we have lots of listeners. We've got like 50-something listeners just in the UK. Sweden, Norway, Spain, Sri Lanka, Thailand, Malaysia, the Philippines, Australia, Japan, and nearly 2,000 downloads. And I mean, we're a fairly fresh show and we've had to endure uh, a quarantine while being so new. We also kind of don't fit into any specific category. Sometimes we're a true crime show. Sometimes we just talk about our own drama. Sometimes we talk about the business and some of the networking things that we're doing. And, you know, that it just, that was our idea to begin with. I don't think we thought that we would fit into a niche. I don't know if we are considered a business show or a true crime show. What are we? What are we, Joe? What are we? You get to pick. So I think (laughs) we get to tell iTunes what we are. (laughs) And my brother, you guys know, he was on the show with us. He did a nice little shout out to us online one day and he called us a a comedy show, (laughs) a true crime comedy show. Oh my God, I lost it. That was great. Comedy. So we're joke to you, Paul. We're a joke. Paul's my dad. (laughs) Patrick. Patrick's my brother. No, I mean, I have them switched because your dad always likes everything on the Instagram because of his uh, scream name. And so I always think that he's your brother for some reason. No, that is my brother. I don't think my dad has an Instagram. So your brother has your dad's name on his My Instagram. brother's name is Patrick. <laughs> uh, I listened to you. No, if, if he has an Instagram, I've never looked at it. <laughs> Maybe it's somebody else. That has, there's no way there's another. Taylor. I don't know. That makes sense. That's okay. a fairly common name. I mean, <laughs> we're just that big that there's Taylors everywhere listening to us. Wow. Oh, I, if there's a Lindsay Taylor out there, I want to know. You, you can be on the show. Like, <laughs> <laughs> My wife has plays that uh, Words with Friends game. So you, you get people that you play the Scrabble game with all the time. And she had been playing for months with the, a woman with the, the same first name as my mom and my mom's last initial. Until she like opened up a chat and asked her something that she should know as my mom. And she's like, I have no idea who you were. So here my wife spent like months thinking she's playing this Scrabble game <laughs> with my mother. And then she's like, not her. Just not. <laughs> I don't know that recipe. <laughs> Easter egg hunts. Did you take Leanne Easter egg hunts? Gosh, we haven't podcasted in so long. Yeah, let me catch everybody up. So we had Easter. Nobody came over. Obviously, it's me, my husband, my daughter. She's three. And we did a little Easter egg hunt in the yard. We did Zoom with the family. So the elder generations, they like took Zoom classes and stuff ahead of time to prepare for our Easter Zoom. <laughs> it was so cute. And inappropriate eggs on your screen, did you? What? No, what did I miss something? <laughs> no, referring to our Zoom bombing episode. Sorry. Oh yeah, yeah. No, there was no Zoom bombing. It was just lots of family, so that was nice. And then, and then we had our first anniversary was the following day. So I've been married for a year. That was exciting. And then ball and chain. No, it's just all the ball and chain. <laughs> no, we we never look at things that way. It's funny to think about that now that we're quarantined together, though, but <laughs> it's, been, it's been nice. The year flew by. We we did a lot of moving and starting school and changing jobs for him. And um, two days after the anniversary, um, my husband was laid off from his job. 
because of the virus. Yeah. So we dealt with that for a while. And and then a few days later, I turned 30 and had a midlife crisis and a screaming toddler the whole time. So we are trying to stay mentally sane as best as we can. But that's what, you know, we're no different than any other family right now. Pretty much everybody's going through something like that. Tell me about this. I'm reading your notes on the social distancing project. Tell me a little bit about this. Oh, so... I am so happy that you found this, Jamie. Jamie always finds the coolest stuff. I know, you did good. I'm trying my best to become active in social media. Like, that's a thing that I think that I've always kind of, like, shied away from. It's easier to just look when I want to, but I only don't, like, read everything. But I'm trying to do better and make sure that I'm finding cool stuff for us to talk about. So, yes. Okay, go ahead. Well, I mean, and that that makes perfect sense for you, too. I mean, you just bought a business and you're putting your own spin on it and bringing it to modern day and having to learn what you want your image to be like and all that stuff. So learning the marketing world is smart. Whereas me, I'm like, yay, I get to make cool pictures and then I... You're so good. You're so good. I showed that stuff to Tanya. I was like, see, this is why I need Lindsay. I do make some cool stuff. Thank you. (laughs) So I have fun doing it. But this social distancing project is completely, it is fascinating. I couldn't stop reading yesterday. So what once started as a tweet, there's this girl, her name's Meg Zukin or Zuckin, Z-U-K-I-N, I I don't know. But she made a tweet and she asked the internet for relationship drama in the time of the virus. And she got so many responses to her Gmail account that she created a Google Doc and anybody could contribute with a dollar donation. So $5,000 into it, and that's 5,000, I would think, stories that people are writing about their lives and what they're experiencing with the virus. She decided to get a website and post everything. So you can go to just Google for the social distancing project. The social distance project. Social distance project.org. It's a dot org. Shit. I was about to say, she's charging people for that. Sorry. Go ahead. I don't Yeah. I wonder how that works, but It's fascinating and it's set up in such a simple, it's just a feed, just nothing but text. And some of the stories are very long. Some of them are short. Some of them are really funny. And some of them are like people's heartfelt. Everybody's kind of struggling with something. I mean, I just told you guys what I was going through with turning 30 and shaving heads and losing jobs and raising kids. And I mean, shaving heads. Wait, I don't think I gave him a really good haircut before that. That was, you know, I, I watched the video. Why did he shave the head? She's about to watch the video. <laughs> <laughs> That's we're quarantined. Dang it. Like we're, uh, because we're losing. Him. Grow. He's going to grow. I don't know. Maybe he didn't like the haircut I gave him. I saw that in my Raleigh mom's group. Like there's a whole feed where moms are like sharing photos of their husband's heads. I've seen some of those. It's got to make, it's got to make barbers be like, this led us back to work. Right. (laughs) Not after that one guy died from COVID, they won't be uh, coming back to work too soon. That is, you could definitely not still distance while cutting somebody's hair. Yeah. That's not even possible. Right. They're just going to have to, I don't know. I jumped on that social distance project website and it looks like she's now raised uh, close to $10,000 and she's using the money and listing out who she's making donations to. So she's got 50 different organizations she's given money to, whether it be food banks or all these different kind of cool things. Oh, even the Durham Artist Relief Fund. I wonder if she's close to us. 
<laughs> artist relief fund. Mm-hmm. We need to link them up. But you can Who just you can just Venmo or your dollar. That's pretty handy. <laughs> that would be easy. Okay, so can I read one of the stories that you have? Yeah, so we picked out a couple of stories to read to you guys today. Some of them are, most of them are fairly short, but I think it's nice just to kind of get a glimpse into people's lives and maybe we can get a little heartfelt laugh out of it too. It says, the fiance leaves Facebook on the TV linked to a computer. He goes up and has an app. The message comes up. It was his ex talking about the coronavirus. Curiosity got the better of me. I scroll back up. My fiance tells her that he still has feelings. How nice to read this. It really did warm my heart. Not. (laughs) We live together in a studio apartment, not allowed to go anywhere for at least 12 weeks, which just began. Our families live a flight away. Should I tell him I know? (laughs) Wish me luck. So sad. I mean, what do you do in that type of situation? Like, to me, I feel like I would like to stir the pot. I don't know if I could sit there and act like I don't know this information, knowing that you're going to be in my personal space for the next 12 weeks. I feel like if that were me, that would just fester, not being able to leave and knowing that she's going to blow up on her. Maybe she'll, I want to update what happened. She's talking about cry. She's talking about, she put a little cry face. Yeah, a little cry emoji. I think you should be angry, not crying. You could be angry and cry at the same time. (laughs) Okay, so my turn. All right. This is a funny one. I love this one. Okay, so each of these has a title. What Jamie just read, she titled A Fight Away. This title is called Spartacus. (laughs) My elderly neighbor was outside at the same time as my boyfriend, and she asked us to come into her yard. She pointed to my bedroom window and said, I can hear you guys having sex. And then she asked us to walk her chihuahua, Spartacus. And that's the end of that one. I just... What? <laughs> uh, These are really I funny. Thought that was as funny as I did. but <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm like, what? Well, I mean, you know what? At a time like this... <laughs> Yeah, like, why not have these conversations with your neighbors? Now is a good time to get to know your neighbors, I guess. Look, I was about to say, so speaking of neighbors, I joined HOA. Did I I tell the people how I got the, the story of HOA? So I've lived in my same neighborhood since, like, 96. And I don't even know who the people that live next to me. I mean, I know the people on my right side because they're cool and they have a dog, and so they're outside. The other people, well, I know them, too, because they're, anyways, I don't know them probably as well as I should know them. So I decided one day to go to a homeowners association meeting. It was like in January. Well, I leave the meeting as one of the vice presidents of the HOA. (laughs) (laughs) My son was like, do you even have time for all this? And I'm like, probably not. But this is just where we are in life. And I'm not going anywhere. And it would just be nice to like try to help out my neighborhood. So we have an issue with like a common fence and people are sending emails and the property management is involved. And so I decided, well, since this is on my street, I'm just going to hop on over there and talk to the neighbors and just say, hey, I'm here from the HOA. I'm here to look at your, <laughs> you laughing at me, Joe. I'm yeah, nobody likes the property. HOA. You might as well have just went, yeah, I'm with Jehovah's Witnesses and we're just... <laughs> <laughs> distressed at the fact that HOA is looked at so horribly. (laughs) Like, 
I didn't know. Every time I say, oh, so I joined the HOA, everybody's like, oh, I feel so bad. <laughs> That's the like, enemy. Yeah, the HOA is the yeah. enemy. <laughs> but why? I mean, I live here just like you do. I, I mean, got- so anyways, he was happy that I came over to look at his fence. And so I made a fuss. I said, well, I'm just going to make a fuss and see what happens because I'm new to this whole thing, right? And so I don't know if these people are going to care or don't care or what, but my wonderful neighbor behind me who knows everybody and their mama gave me like the number to the supervisor of the lady that's in charge of our property management. So I was like, well, if I need to pull a string, I can go ahead and call these people. But I'm excited to learn my neighbors. I learned these guys across the street. And even though they're moving, at least I kind of know like what their house looks like. And I don't know. I was like, I'm not scared to knock on a door. So I'm I think the reason people don't like HOAs is because they're kind of just like tattletales. Like the only reason you hear from your HOA is if a neighbor told on you for something and then they send you like a a letter. We have a lady that drives around on her bike, like really slowly. We call her Debo. I don't know if anybody's ever seen Friday, but (laughs) we call her Debo because she just like rides around on this slow creaky bike and she has like a fanny pack with like a little notepad and she's writing down who's got a violation and the next thing you know you get a letter in the mail so yeah, I'm like, my you mom know, is somebody like that in her neighborhood I don't know who it is I don't know who her depot is but there's definitely somebody because occasionally she'll get letters and they'll be like your mailbox is crooked or your roof is dirty or your shutter fell off or like My thing is, there's just a nice way to say these things to people who have worked hard to buy these places that they're staying in. And I just feel like, here's my job as the new VP. My plan is to try to create a community-ish type feel for my little neighborhood. It's literally so short that it's really not like a lot of people. So I feel like it's doable, but I'll have to let y'all know how that goes. So I'm in charge of all the social media. Oh my God, you should do like a coronavirus parade or something. Have you seen things like that? Like people driving by real slow and the kids are out in the yard waving and ooh, or can you like call the fire department and have them like come through and you can organize it so all little kids know and they're outside and then here comes fire truck and I don't know, that'd be fun. That sounds like a lot of work. I'm yeah. sorry, that's, that's where my mind went. I went to parade and gatherings and all the things that I'm missing. I just want to learn how to make some social media posts. And so I ordered some yard signs. So I made an Instagram. I mean, there was already a Facebook page, but I updated it and made it a little bit cute. And then Instagram and a next door. And so I'm trying to like boost the social media. So I'm trying to like incorporate this like HOA and work and marketing. And I just want to be better. I want to be, try to be as good as Lindsay at social media marketing. I probably won't get there, but that's the plan. Oh, I'm actually really terrible. I can just make the images, but. (laughs) All opinions expressed on this podcast do not constitute legal advice. Instead, all information, content, and materials available in this podcast are for general informational purposes only. The views expressed by participants are in their individual capacities only, not those of Blackman Detective Services. Listeners of this podcast should contact their attorneys to obtain advice with respect to any particular legal matter. Only your individual attorney can provide assurances that the information expressed in this podcast is applicable or appropriate to your particular situation. Imagine my voice reading your company's advertisement on air for all the followers and subscribers of all the shows recorded at Podcast Carry. 
Your advertisement can be customized to say whatever you want said about you and your business. We would love for you to sponsor our show and support the sleuths and also advertise your services and messages at the same time. But it, it, so while we're on the topic of neighbors, I just, while you're, I can't get this out of my mind. So I've told you guys that I've moved into this house and we've got a fairly decent sized yard. So the house that we live in was originally a farmhouse in the 50s and it's owned by the original family and they rent it out now. And I'm one of many tenants who have lived in it and it's gorgeous, but they were the original farm family. So what used to be, I think they said 70 acres is now sold off over time. Some is neighborhoods, some are individual lots, but my lot, the entire length of my acre runs a, another private driveway. And I've always thought that, oh God, if I ever had to do surveillance on that house, that's the type of driveway that I absolutely hate. The kind that you like have to Google map it and you can't tell how long it is. If you Google map these people's property. It is a long private driveway. It's basically a road. So separating his long driveway from my front yard, my side yard, my backyard is just a row of big, thick evergreen trees. And he's a little old man. He's probably in his eighties and he drives like a, an old hippie van and a couple of little Priuses. And he's got some grown kids about my age. So there's a lot of traffic going down his driveway with family coming to visit and stuff all the time. Well, I'm pretty much always outside with my daughter and my husband and she's got her play set and stuff and we got the dog out there. Well, look, anytime we're outside, the neighbor comes by, but he doesn't ever talk to us. I've only spoken to him once when we first moved in. But what he does is he drives his hippie van up and he really, really slowly down his driveway and he parks on the other side of the evergreen trees. Yes. He gets out every time and he has like pruning shears usually. And he pretends, never cuts anything off. He never cuts a branch off and puts it in his car or anything. He pretends to prune on his trees several times a week and only we're outside. Do we need to look him up? I've thought about it, but I don't think that's ethical, but I have thought about it. I've already Googled the property and stuff. Um, You need to to put that on that, on that, on the social distance project, the pretend pruner. Pretend pruning pervert. Right, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, okay, well, maybe I can write a story about this, but I mean, really, that he does it all the time, and we still don't really know why. He never stopped and said hello, or I'm the neighbor behind you. When we very first moved in, I was out there, and we didn't have, I think I was out there just with the dog, and we didn't have any play equipment or anything out there yet, and I noticed that he was standing there touching the tree, and I thought, well, I'm going to go introduce myself to the neighbor, and he's like this little, (laughs) literally in his 70s or 80s, little old man hunched over, like with suspenders and a button up, and white hair. Serial killer. I thought about that too. You never know. It's, it's a sketchy car. So I, so I walked up to him and I was like, Hey, I'm Lindsay. I live here with my husband and my daughter. We rent the house. And he started telling me about things that he's seen on the property. He thought he saw us have a fire one day. It wasn't us. It was, they were burning some trash next door, but, and I don't know. So anyways, he didn't want to talk to me at all. He didn't want to have anything to do with me. He just wanted to watch. And that's what he does. And so now when he comes up, I'm like, well, it's just our little old neighbor man just wants to watch us. It's weird. We're going to do some research on that. So uh, just some basic to kind of figure out. I'm concerned. 
Especially with Leanne. No wonder why you're talking about you can't leave her outside to be playing by herself. Oh, yes. And y'all know my thought process on all that, too. So I'm, I'm very careful with where she is in proximity to me and the building and all that. And if we ever go missing, just Google map the neighbor's driveway. You'll find his house back there. Okay, let's read another one of these stories. Okay. I know. So, Which one are you on? Because I was looking at this ice pick and I'm interested. You, do you want me to read ice pick or do you want to read ice pick? I want you to read Ice Pick. Okay. Ice Pick. (laughs) (laughs) My wife and I and her pretty amusing, most splendid 12-year-old daughter are stuck in our rural main home. No big deal. We got this. Oh, I forgot to mention we have a half a foot of snow on the way tonight. And my wife is all keto now, so we don't eat carbohydrates anymore. And for complex, probably karmic reasons, we're taking care of my ex-wife's multi-poo, whose frequent barks are ice picks in our brains. My wife and I have a common enemy we are committed to eradicate, and it's not the coronavirus. I'm stealing the kids to Easter candy. End of story. (laughs) If that is not a story of somebody just losing their mind, (laughs) I just love it. Okay, here's another one biodegrading is what this one's called which is funny because i'm doing all this composting and gardening and this is just Are you composting i am composting yes okay i have a composter do you want it yes i have a gigantic composter that i was literally getting ready is to it the kind that turns yes bitch and it's <gasps> thank got the you on it i'll bring it to you okay oh my God, thanks <laughs> don't you cut that out joe don't you cut that out that's <laughs> spontaneous and totally perfect okay <laughs> Here's a two-sentence story titled Biodegrading. We're bickering over garden projects. If he makes one more damn list, I may have to compost him. (laughs) 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 Chuckle, chuckle. Chuckle. Okay, I'm going to read this one. 150 square feet, 24 hours a day. Hmm. My boyfriend and I decided on our second date to remodel a school bus into an RV and leave everything behind. After eight months of dating, we did just that and have been living together and traveling full-time since September. We work on the bus, adventure, eat tacos, and argue. For all of the beauty in our journey, it's been a daily challenge that we haven't always felt like we're winning. And just when we were excited to renormalize, stop moving, and get jobs, social distancing started. And suddenly, this was the happiest we've been since we started this life together. Hearing stories about couples having the same problems we do after only two weeks stuck at home together, two weeks, makes us realize that we're normal. We're doing okay. And we're so incredibly grateful for this experience and our health. We're back to dancing in the kitchen, counting stars on the roof, and stealing extra long kisses in our tiny, perfect quarantine. I almost threw up reading that. I love it. It's so sweet, but I also hate them. (laughs) I was like, I'm over here. I'm reading it as if it's coming to a detrimental end. And I'm like, these people are happy. She'll be pushing him off the roof in a week. (laughs) (laughs) Here's one that's great for uh, private investigators. It's called Me and Wilson. Uh, It says, feeling like it would be better to be quarantined on a remote island like Tom Hanks in Castaway than to be home with my family. What I have realized is that the person I miss the most is the person I've been having an affair with, and I may never see him again because he works in healthcare. (laughs) 
<laughs> I saw that one. <laughs> so for anybody that loves these juicy stories, this website is just pure gold. I love it. And it's fun. And they got, I mean, and you can follow them on Instagram. So it just kind of like falls through your feed. Yeah. You I, one, I submitted I your neighbor like story and I was waiting for it to show up, but it hasn't showed up yet. <laughs> You submitted a story I just did, now? I did the one about Lindsay's neighbor that likes to watch. <laughs> I wonder if they have to approve them before they put well, they, them up. There was no place to make a title, and she works as a social media person, so I bet she's doing this because she likes making up a title. Because the titles are funny. They are. Right. This one's talking about it's a dog-eat-dog world. My husband lifestyled our dog after a strange girl pet her. <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of like that when the coronavirus first started and the lady was out there lifestyling her kid. Oh, God. <laughs> like, close your eyes. Close your eyes. I think these stories are funny. This is a great idea. I wish I would have came up with this idea. Yay. And I've been reading it, and, like, she's been on, like, Good Morning America and, and a bunch of different shows, and she's actually taking pictures of the receipts when she donates the money so people know that she's not being just pocketing nice. all the money. Okay, so there you go. There's why she's .org. So who is she donating this money to? Does so it it's if you go to the page that says donations, she's listed out how much she's given to, it looks like 50 to 100 different things from the L.A. Regional Food Bank. She's from L.A., um, the Alameda County Food Bank, so others might eat, Food Bank of New York City. In Alameda County. Sorry. Moms for Housing, Rocks Defenders, all kinds of stuff. And it looks like most people get about $100. So it's pretty cool. That's awesome. Okay, so that's why you saw the Durham Artist Relief Fund. Yep. Mm -hmm. That was on. All right. There. If anybody out there is from the Durham, Durham Artist Relief Fund, hit us up. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure they're out there somewhere listening. They know we're there. Holy Apostles Soup Kitchen. <laughs> <laughs> that's interesting. What is Project Hawaii? Why'd they get $100? Maybe <laughs> Project Hawaii is like her vacation fund. <laughs> savings account. This is Project Hawaii. It's real. Don't look it up. How do I submit a personal charity to her? <laughs> Are you going to send her some money? No kid hungry. Oh, that's awesome. Little white masks. 20 plus $23. She sent to little white masks. So maybe they're making little masks for the children. Plus a $3 processing fee, it says. <laughs> I know. Well, that was the $23. She was like, that's enough. Okay, do you see another funny one that you like? Hold on. This one's funny. It's called flatulence from the Latin flatus, meaning blowing, i.e. all blowed out. And the story goes, I just yelled at my husband to stop farting. I know he's capable. Somehow he refrained for two years while we dated, which was, it turns out, effectively tricking me. And now, here we are. <laughs> I can relate to that so hard. So when my husband and I first started dating, one of the first trips we took together was to the beach. His family has two beach condos in the same building, one above the other. And he asked me if I would, every time he had to poop, he would ask if I would go into the other condo so that he could poop peacefully. And then I remember specifically asking him when I had to poop, if he would go walk the dog. Like we were so embarrassed and oh, how things have changed. We live in a one bathroom house now. <laughs> but I can just relate to her. Nobody cares. Well, look. Cares. Why even shut the door? <laughs> look, look at, look at God. So listen to this. Let yourself live. My boyfriend of five months has been stuck with me at my parents for two weeks now. 
I love it, except for now, he knows all my bathroom habits that I could have before. <laughs> it comes to light that I will leave a room if I have to pass gas. So now every time I walk into a different room, then come back, he asks, what was I doing, and winks at me. Additionally, he hates social media and tries to rip my phone out of my hand every time he thinks I'm on TikTok. Can he just let me live my life? A few nights ago, I was in my room looking at engagement rings on Pinterest because obviously my imagination has been running wild with all this quality time. So he jumps through the door and scared to scare me and yells, are you farting in here? <laughs> I pull my phone closer in literal shock. I can't believe he just said the F word. He lunges for my phone. Are you on TikTok again? Nope. He looks mortified. I look mortified. What an interaction. Thanks, Corona. I was good after she said, can I just let me live my life? Thank God I'm not quarantined with somebody that I don't like. I'd probably kill him. Well, I love my husband. We're, we have our good days. You know, I mean, we, we have days where we also count clouds and sit on the front porch and have our drinks and watch the cars not go by and <laughs> crazy neighbor. And we've gone on walks and we've done everything we can do, but you know, he, it's been about a week with having him home and that's, this has never happened to us. Huh? It's nice though. Yeah. I mean, yeah. It's nice. It is nice. It's only been a week though. So it's not been too long. Okay. Look at this one's called Welp. I just read that one. <laughs> Did you? Yeah. My 10-year-old daughter just found a pink, flat, soft, rubbery thing that's fun to play with in my nightstand drawer. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> just wait. Leanne is on the way. No. Nothing stays in my nightstand drawers, first of all. That's a stupid spot to be keeping things. We had a funny neighbor story that happened, I'd say, three or four days ago. We're all just sitting around watching TV, I don't know, 6 o'clock at night or something. It was warm out that day, so whenever that was. And um, the neighbor lady, two houses down, we live in a cul-de-sac, so it's like out the front door. But my wife walks by the front door, and she like stops and does a double take, and then like walks up to the door. And then calls the kids over and she's like, holy crap, like the neighbor two houses over is gardening naked. And she's like in her front yard and she's like oh bending over and picking up weeds and stuff like that. And so she's like, and she's just, they're laughing so hard. Like they, they can't even stand up. They just think this is so funny. And, and they're like screaming, she's naked, she's naked. So I go over there and then I get in trouble. Like, why'd you come over here? I'm like, you're screaming the, that the neighbor's naked. And she's clearly wearing a swimming suit, by the way. Like, it's very <laughs> obvious to me that there's no way that she's completely naked. And then, but then we had a little disagreement about it. And then about 20 minutes later, I walk by the door again and she's out there talking to the other neighbor. And now she's like, the sun's not so bright. And you can obviously tell she's wearing a swimsuit. So I felt vindicated. Like, she's not naked. She's having a conversation <laughs> with the neighbor lady. Uh, <laughs> People are beginning to hallucinate. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> While she's not boobies hanging everywhere. Okay, look at this one. So why do the stars glow above? I love a married man. To me, he is perfection. I never knew existed, and I never felt this loved. We've been hiding it for three years. This Monday, he had to take his wife and two kids to the countryside to wait out the quarantine, and he would have spent the following month with me. The luxury we never had. The night before she found out about us, and now they're divorcing. All of our friends hate us. He ended their relationship with me, the end of the world. And all I can do is to stay home alone. 
<laughs> it's hard to feel bad for people that are cheating, but it seems to be a theme in a lot of these. Like, I miss my paramour. Well, that person, unfortunately, is the person that you go and see when you're tired of these people that are at your house. I mean, I'm sorry. For some, me, I'm not married. So I'm like, in this profession, I'm always like, I, you can see when people are throwing up these red flags and you might not want to deal with that for the rest of your life. It seems like a lot of times some of our clients are people who have decided to just like throw out these things that are really important to them to get married for whatever reason. And then you end up being one of these people on the social distancing project that's not in the space. So I don't know. I guess it's funny. Maybe I'm just being mean about it. I don't know. But I'm glad y'all are happily married. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So we decided we're going to do housekeeping. Housekeeping. We're calling it. And and maybe it came to me because we're quarantined. I've done so much to the house, y'all. I've cleaned. I've organized. Oh, you. I'm so excited. I can't wait. We got a little grill back there popping. I scrub the deck. My deck is pink, by the way, and I absolutely love it. It makes me feel happy when I go outside. It's you like painted your deck color. pink. Yes, like the wood. It's like, yes, yes, that's awesome. Yeah, so it's beautiful, and but we always get like one of those little cheap grills, and it always like never lasts after the season. So finally got a good grill. Excited to be outside. So housekeeping things. So what do we have on our housekeeping list, Lindsay? I can pull it up. Uh, oh, well, okay. For one thing, the show is brought to you again by Melvin Moore Fitness. And we were speaking about workout people before. He is still doing, I don't know if they're like the people that he would have come into the gym to work out with him, but he has like a Zoom meeting kind of thing scheduled for the people that are doing in-house workouts. So he's, I guess, coaching them while this is going on. And because he's super, you know, social media guy, he's got a lot of this stuff on the stories. And so you can kind of see how he's working all that out. He does so good with all of his stuff. I just love watching the videos of everybody working out. And it's very motivational, oddly, because sometimes I watch that and I just like hate rages through me and I (laughs) am the opposite of motivated. But his videos are just really nice. They are. I mean, he's such a cool dude. Even when you know that you haven't done what you should be doing, you can still jump on there and it'll and it'll be all better. So check out Melvin Moore Fitness. Boom. What's going to happen when like gyms reopen? Are people going to freak out and rush into the gym because they've been yeah. eating? It's going to be like January 1st, whenever it is. Yeah. <laughs> gyms are going to be crazy I busy. I wonder if they're even going to stay open. I mean, I think about lifetime. Six feet apart. <laughs> <laughs> they wouldn't have nothing in there. If I mean, if that's what I got to do, I might as well just work out outside. Uh-huh. You're going to have anything inside. So I don't know what they're going to do. It seems like I wonder what businesses might not quite bounce back. I read an interesting article that said that commercial real estate, the same thing that happened to shopping malls because of internet shopping could happen to commercial real estate because now the big hurdle has been crossed by a lot of companies that didn't know whether or not they could do it working at home. Because they had to. And now everybody now knows how Zoom works, like, really well. Even parents for Easter, like, took Zoom classes, like you were saying. Like, we're going to figure this thing out. It turns out it's not that hard. 
And so no. I wonder how many things like that, like will commercial real estate be weird? Like, will there be a lot less offices now? Because people are like, I don't know why we're paying all that money every month if we can get it done. But I think I, they what, are. Yeah, look at Blackman. I mean, we're done. I mean, and good gracious, I'm sitting here thinking, do we even need a space in Regency? Right. <laughs> I mean, I'm like, right. is it necessary to have? I mean, it's nice, but I have loved our little weekly, you know, office meetings on Zoom. I mean, Allison's at the beach and, you know, Tanya's on this side and Mally's on this side. And yeah. I mean, it's just, all you got to do is hop on. Let me tell you, them two people, beat me and Tanya on the Zoom meeting this morning for our office meeting. And I was like, yes, we've arrived. I hope you hear this. I haven't heard, I haven't read any studies or anything, so I don't know, but I would just like to do an informal poll. Do you feel like you get more done at home or less done at home as far as work? I, I feel like that question doesn't apply to me. <laughs> no, I, honestly, okay, because um, the marketing, making images that only ever did that at home. I feel like I get more done because I'm not, well, it's at weird hours, right? So I might not do anything for a day and a half, but then I work really hard for like the next two days and get all my stuff caught up and I can work late at night. And it's nice when you can send emails, of course, at any time during the night, it's not a nuisance. Right. And so yeah. all of my like daytime calls that I have to make during the day, I try to knock that stuff out like first thing in the morning. Right. And then really, I just kind of, I have found that to be true. Like if I get an email from a client or somebody I work with from like nine thirty at night, it doesn't bother me because of COVID where before I'd be like, why are you working, man? Like who are you trying right. <laughs> like, to trying to impress? Who are you trying to impress? <laughs> Email me in the morning. But I mean, you kind of get into your own rhythm. I asked because I was curious. I have a hypothesis and it's just based on my marriage. Essentially, my wife can crush it from home. Like she's got the discipline to just work and she gets so much done and she sits in her desk for an appropriate amount of time every day. And when I stay home and work, I'm terrible at it. Whereas when I drive over to my office, which I'm in right now and there's nobody here. So it's don't get mad. I'm social distancing the heck out of it. There's nobody else in the office. And, but I get so much more done when I come in versus when I sit at home, like I don't have the self-discipline to not watch Netflix all day or play with the kids or walk the dog six times or make an omelet or something. (laughs) I think I'm closer to that. I do miss actually having the office because there was nothing I could do there but work. Yeah. You know, it's a nice little, it's like a nice little, it's a nice little divider for us, right? Like this is what I do when I'm here. I work. And I kind of like it that I don't have to be stuck. I mean, my little office is like right downstairs. I've got my laptop, my iPad, my computer, printer. Like I got all my little stuff. And when it hits me, I just go over there and I (laughs) knock something out right quick and then I'm done. And I'm like, yes, I feel accomplished. See, I think you've got to figure it out. I I think it's all perspective because I think if I was home and I was thinking like, who cares if I don't do much this hour, but I'll just kill it next hour. It's all perspective. (laughs) But in my mind, I'm like, I'm not working. I'm not. Just let, let that go. This is, a, this is a new world that we're in. As long as you meet the deadline, who cares when you do it? Yeah. I mean, really, who cares? If you don't have like a meeting, I go out and do like one run. So I even go all the way. Tanya is like further than going to the office for me. But I just go to Tanya's and just I hang out and talk to her for a minute. And it's like my little exit of the day. And then I just come back home and finish what I'm doing. So 
I don't know. I kind of like it. I'm getting a little bit obsessed and I actually <laughs> don't plan on leaving afterwards. I mean, the fact that I've saved so much money is ridiculous. The money that I have saved is crazy. Not going out to eat, not sliding through Chick-fil-A, Bojangles for a fry and Dunkin' Donuts. I mean, all of those things are gone. And I don't even miss them. I mean, it's nice every now and then, but when I go out, I'm just like, oh, this is nice. I'm a little yeah. hot hazelnut coffee with cream only, medium size, please. You yeah. know? Us too. My wife is like, I owe you spending money. And I'm like, for what? Like, what am I going right. to, you know, what do I need cash for? <laughs> oh, and let me tell y'all how ahead of the times we are and why people need to get on to the Sleuth Podcast. Because I was listening to something the other day and they were talking about how everybody's only buying shirts and tops. And you remember on the last <laughs> podcast that we were talking about nobody's buying any pants? <laughs> we knew that. See, my husband had like, he put a lot of thought into his Zoom Easter outfit. He had on a green polo shirt and it perfectly matched his green plaid pajama pants. And at one point (laughs) he stood up and like went to the kitchen and everybody laughed. It was awesome. (laughs) That's like the guy with the underwear. I'm going to have to share that on the. I saw that. Oh my God. That was how hilarious. And everybody. And I think the funniest part of it wasn't that he had his underwear on. It was the fact that everybody's eyes got like gigantic and they were all like in the screen like this. (laughs) And they were like, Oh my God, he doesn't have any pants on. And then the girl called him and she's like, you don't have any clothes on. on. (laughs) Like the emperor's new clothes. No, it wasn't like that. Yeah. I'm also, Um, I'm often nervous for my wife. If she ever needs to get up for any reason, like a fire or something during a zoom call, because she's very professional on the top and then pajama pants and she's going to get busted at some point. <laughs> well, hopefully she can like cut her video before then. I always keep my cursor like either on the mute or the video, whichever I, one I might, you know, not be prepared for. Oh, is that Leanne? She just knocked on the door and she said, I miss you. Oh, <laughs> we miss her too. Okay. Sloop underscore podcast on Instagram. You can find us at Blackman Detective Service on Facebook. We are all on LinkedIn if you know us. If you don't know us, check us out on Blackman. And what else do we have? The website. The website, blackmanpi.com. Or yeah. you can pay a retainer or you can- <laughs> <laughs> or listen to the sleuth, you know. <laughs> check out our services, all of those things. Thank y'all, of course, always for listening, and we will catch you next week. Blackman Detective Services. Check out our website at blackmanpi.com and follow us on Facebook. We don't sleuth shame. Subscribe to The Sleuth on your favorite podcast app if you really want to know.